Green Bay Hall of Famer Mark Tauscher on Rutledge and Hamilton is brought to you by Chalmers Jewelers. Chalmers Jewelers, with locations in Middleton and downtown Madison. seems like good walk-up music yeah, for Mark yeah, Tauscher. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like an offensive lineman, oh, kind yeah. of a, str- oh, yeah. a slow stroll mm-hmm. uh, to stroll. it. Mark, what do you think about that? Is this kind of what, ba- what Bakhtiari is walking up to when he when he, get, when he actually does get a chance to play? Um, I, I mean, everybody's got different choices in music. Uh, I wouldn't pick that, but <laughs> uh, that's just me. Uh, we're joined by Mark Tauscher, Packer Hall of Famer, Badger broadcaster, and I want to get to some football stuff, but I... I I heard, I don't know if this was uh, today or if it was earlier in the week, but Howard Stern had Larry David on, and Chris Orr is upset with the question and upset with Larry David after <laughs> this, but uh, I want you to hear this clip, and then I'll ask you the question. Let's go ahead and hear Larry David with Howard Stern. I heard that you said that you could coach the Jets. Like, you were being serious, right? You you believe uh, that you are... I, I think with a, just with a little studying, I think I could be a tremendous offensive coordinator. Right. <laughs> really? And, and defensive coordinator, yes. I, I, I see many things that I know I could fix. Don't you think that would be a great curb <laughs> season where you become? Yes. The, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, are you that much of a football fan? I, I think I'm an average football fan. I'm a, I'm a big Jet fan. Do, what gives you, is there any evidence that you've, you could do this kind of job? When, when I was a kid and we used to play football in the parking lot. Right. Uh, I, I, would des- I would design very good plays. Yeah, and, you would, and, you, and you're being serious. <laughs> yeah, you're being, yeah, I, right. yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, why? Why couldn't I do that? And by the way, <laughs> other people do it. Why not me? <laughs> and so, uh, Mark, and I prompted the question, because fans watch the games, Mark, and everyone's like, I could, I could do what uh, Joe Barry's yeah, doing. Can. Joe Barry stinks. Oh, no, yeah, they can't. But, they like, can. but if they were walking Larry off David the... David can't. <laughs> and you sound like you know, Chris has done the same thing here, but... Which one of the three is the easiest? Offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, special teams coordinator? Uh, special teams coordinator would be the easiest mm. of the group. Because realistically, if you have a place kicker, a long snapper, and a punter, <laughs> uh, everything else you can kind of scheme up and card. And I mean, it's still the average fan can't do it. Um, but I think if you trained and you studied, you could probably you GA'd and you did all the process to learn. Yeah, but that's going to be a four or five, six year process. Uh, it's insulting, and I know Larry David's a comedian, but it's insulting because, and Chris knows this better than uh, almost anybody, the amount of hours that these coaches put in and mm-hmm. study and grind and do that, um, it's a lot more difficult than being an actor. Now, yeah. now Larry David has a great skill set. He is a fantastic writer, director, and what he did with Seinfeld is genius. But if somebody came and said, you know what, Larry, I could have done the same thing you did, it would have been no problem. He'd be insulted. So mm-hmm. it's all just kind of a gimmicky deal. Larry David is a creative genius, but Larry David would be god awful <laughs> in any capacity in coaching. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you brought up the the man hours it takes to be a coach because when people watch these games and they're like, "What are we doing? What are we doing? We're we're not we're not doing anything. Throw the ball downfield or cover the running back in the flat." which seems to be everybody's uh, favorite, uh, they don't understand that uh, so many hours go into putting a game plan together, so many hours go into running certain plays, and every now and then you just have a record, man. Rather that be a coach deciding to do something that he's never done all year, all of a sudden when he's facing y'all, or a player that just decides to, 
I woke up on the side of greatness today. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna have an amazing game today <laughs> and entirely ruin your plan. AKA yeah, Chase Young every, in twenty nineteen. Yeah, <laughs> so. every uh every coach will tell you it's a lot easier to coach when you got studs mm-hmm. that make plays and that do all that, you know, that know what they're doing. You know, coaches are there to put them in good positions. Um, it's a hard job. I'm not sitting here saying it's, you know, doctor or, you know, scientist, any of that stuff. But what I would say is I think a lot of these coaches actually do too much mm-hmm. and they overthink and outthink themselves mm-hmm. where when you, you know, every time I was on a team that struggled and we lost a couple of games, it always came back to simplify and get back to the basics. Yep. And good coaches, it's not as much X's and O's and scheme. It's about understanding what your players need, when they need it, and how do you deliver it to them. And if you do that, you're going to be a successful coach unless you're the Chicago Bears. <laughs> so, you know what? You brought that up, and I, you know it is wild what is going down in Chicago today. Their left tackle on the IR, probably out for the year. Tough. Justin Fields calls out their coach, former Packers, Tough. offensive coordinator Luke Getze. And you guys can chime in on basically Fields is saying I'm being overcoached. I'm yeah. not allowed to. I'm like they're they're making me think too much. But then also their defensive coordinator uh, resigns, Ugh. and it seems like not surprisingly X was full of a lot of rumors. His attorney Alan Williams has said nothing. No law enforcement is raided anywhere. There's no law enforcement charges against Alan Williams, so he is resigning for health reasons. But I mean, Mark, you and I have talked about this off the air. But how much just as an organization, top to bottom? And it pains me to say this: the Packers are just the complete polar opposite of Chicago, who can't seem to get anything right. Yeah, it's it's uncanny, and you know, quarterback helps. There's no doubt. I think when you have the stability that the Packers have been able to have for you know 30 years, and it looks like another 10 or 15 coming here. But I think when you when you kind of take this thing in big picture, I didn't realize, and I think I, I knew that that game was big, the opener. I knew it was really big for the Bears because they decide to keep Justin Fields. They don't draft Bryce Young. They get draft picks. And all of that hype and expectation, and I I really felt like if they don't find a way to beat the Packers this year with Aaron Rodgers leaving, it's going to implode. I had no clue it was going to implode to this degree. But when your organization is fragile and you've had a lot of losing, you need something to galvanize and to turn it around. I think this year that could have been the case. And when they didn't do that, that was like their Super Bowl, and they're going to have that hangover effect. And uh, all of this other stuff that's going on, I, I don't think anybody could have anticipated. But organizationally, I don't think anybody that's not biased completely would look at it and say, man, Green Bay is just so much better at what they're doing than what the Chicago Bears are. I think we, you know, if you're a Bears fan, the best thing you could hope for right now is just sell the team and restart. Yeah, That's what I would yeah. hope for. You're going to build a new stadium, just clean house. McCaskey's, hey, great run. You had it for uh, 100 years. It's time to move on. I think if I'm a Bears fan, that's what I would be thinking today. That's tough. That's tough. I love what you said about uh, the hype. I I have this feeling that usually when teams get a lot of hype and they don't overcome a a certain hump that's been holding them back for X amount of years or however many seasons or whatever the case is, that that usually leads to getting imploded. Um I actually have a question for you. Do you th- do you think that I mean I know it's too early, but do you think that you can see some signs of that from the Badgers? I hope not. You mean the implosion? No, I I just think 
so there's different stages you can go through, and with Justin Fields of the Bears, that's a whole different deal. Right. I think what happened with the Wisconsin Badgers, and you know, obviously it's the first three weeks. I don't think have gone according to plan for Coach Fickle, for the fans, for anybody, because we've had some some tough games that we won, and then obviously the game out in Pullman that we got beat in. But you have to uh, college coaching when you bring a whole new system in. I think players. I'm just looking at it from an offensive lineman standpoint. I, let's yep. say Tanner Bordelini. So I've been doing things a certain way for mm-hmm. my whole life. And then you come in, and now everything is different. And you can practice it and rep it, but everything is different. So when you're out there playing, your goal is to not think. It's, up. Oh, okay, I'm thinking three steps ahead. Yep. Oh, this guy's lined up here. If he rocks here, I got my left guard. I'm going to work up. We're doing this. He comes here, boom, boom. And you're not thinking about it. You're just going out and doing it. Yep. And when you're not doing that, you know, everybody's like, well, why is it off to a slow start? The defense, you know, it's a different it's a different defense. You're not all of a sudden, you've been in the same system. Let's say you're with Jimmy Leonard. Oh, I know this this call, this is what's going to happen. This is what they can do. I can counter this. Boom, boom. And you yep. just go out and react. When you're doing that, you get to play and fly and do you know, fly around and do everything. And that's why I think Coach Pickle, he says, let it fly. He's trying to get that in his guys. But you have to have the confidence to mm-hmm. do it. And I don't think right now the guys are as confident. I think as as you've seen the way we've played in the third quarters, the guys are learning and they're understanding, but every week is a different challenge. And I don't think there's a comfortability with the coaches to say, this guy's really good doing this. Let's get him in this position all the time. You know, whether it's Braylon Allen, he obviously running downhill and lathering him up and getting him a bunch of carries. You're getting him out in space and doing swing passes. Is that benefiting him? You know, he's trying to get his skill set. So there's all these questions that still have to be answered, and it takes time. And nobody wants to say it takes time because everybody wants that instant gratification that we're in. So that's my analysis of it, and I think I'm fairly spot on. I am not worried about it. I think you're going to see, and Fickle has said this (laughs) numerous times, this team we're watching right now, if this is the same team when we go up to Minnesota to close out the year, then you can be concerned. But right. if I'm guessing you're going to see market improvement from now until then. Talking with Mark Tausch here, Packer Hall of Famer, Karen Wilde and Tausch, uh, also Badger broadcaster. On the Badgers, you know, this game against Purdue, looking ahead to it, to me, this beating Buffalo at home, beating Georgia Southern at home is one thing, mm-hmm. but beating a Big Ten opponent on the road, no matter how good or bad they are, Mark, how much of it could that kind of click in this believe factor too? That not that the coaches don't and the players don't like fully believe, but to see it actually executed on the field against a, a good Big Ten opponent, uh, I feel like that means more, and the players can even believe in what the coaches are selling them more if you can go on the road and win your first Big Ten game. Yeah, for sure. It's it always comes back to you can hear all the right things and say all the right things, but just like players have to prove it and earn their teammates' respect, it's the same thing, coaches and players. When you're you know, you, you beat Buffalo, nobody cares because it's all you should beat Buffalo. You go on the road, and I don't care. Purdue's down a little bit. You win a road game in the Big Ten, you've, you're doing something right. And if you can go out and have a good performance and put up a bunch of points and start get, feeling better about where you're at offensively and you make some stops and you feel better defensively, all of a sudden everybody's belief in what you're doing. Because I think right now there's, you know, everybody believes in what Luke Fickle's do, doing. But I think from a system standpoint and everything else, you're still trying to get your head wrapped around, well, why are we doing this? And once you can figure that out and then it clicks, that's when you can take that next big step. And I think Friday night, you know, you're the only game in town. You're, you're on the road. 
a game that hopefully we you know should look good doing and playing and winning. If you can do all that, yeah, the belief you get the buy, and everybody's just feeling a heck of a lot better about where they're at with uh, this season unfolding. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I love what you mentioned earlier because it's something that I was trying to explain to people to temper and uh, just be ready for it for it throughout the season. I love that you pointed out the O-line, too, specifically. And I was telling them how, like, yeah, like, we're O-line you, but a lot of these guys have been trained to run power out of the eye formation. They've been trained to have these uh, the running backs and tight ends and YT protections and doing full turns, and now they're going to be on the island, and we're getting five out every play, like – it's going to take some time to get used to. I love that you mentioned the freedom because I think that's something that is hard to see. It's hard for the uh, everyday fan to see when a team is playing with confidence and they're playing freer and you keep seeing guys being one step too late or maybe a step early. And it's like, yeah, it's just he's got to get into the into the groove of this new scheme and this new way of doing things. But I'm, I'm glad to hear I'm glad to hear that. You you feel you feel good good about our badges come the end of the season. I do too. Yeah, I, I think it's it's really easy to say, well, we this is what we should be doing, and this is how it is. But from a player standpoint, you have to go out and do it. And mm-hmm. yeah, if you're a half a step slow, you're beat. Whether it's yep. being an offensive tackle, and you you're thinking something's going to happen, and the more you see and experience stuff, the better and more comfortable you're going to be, and the more you can get in that position the more success you're going to have. And the only thing that builds confidence in football players is by having success. Yep. You can talk about it and draw it up on a blackboard, do all this other stuff, but going out and doing it and then seeing it and understanding it and getting that comprehension of what you're trying to get done and then just being free to go play, once you get to that point, that's when things start clicking and that's when you start seeing better results. Mark, uh, last thing uh, for you here with the Packers. Uh, they're obviously Bakhtiari, I guess TBD, Jenkins didn't practice today, Aaron Jones, uh, I think kind of just did some stretching. Watson out there for some of the drills, but Lucas Van Ness is back out there. So uh, combined with the healthier for the Packers, how big of a test is New Orleans, who's got a, a heck of a defense. The offense looks still sputtering, but uh, New Orleans' uh, defense looks up to the task. Yeah, I, I mean, I think at this point, you know, Green Bay every week is going to be a, ch- a challenge and a big test, and you get more data on your quarterback. You get more ideas on who's your guys, and Jaden Reed, can he continue to compound things? And I think this is one of those games you, you kind of mentioned it. I, I don't think this offense, they got Michael Thomas, and, you know, they have different weapons that they can go to, but the defense got shredded. The coach called them out. Uh, this is one of those, if you have the group that you think you have, they're going to respond. You get home crowd to help play it. Uh, this is one of those games I would think defensively they should be salivating to get after Derek Carr uh, and get their numbers up. And This is, I think, a game that the defense needs to dominate. And hopefully the offense can you know, just take some steps forward. Uh, but if they're scoring 24, 28 points a game like they've been doing, 24, uh, 28 is going to be enough to beat New Orleans, if, if you're asking me. And I think getting uh, getting that back at home and trying to bounce back from a game that you feel like you should have won, uh, everything should be lining up. I think Green Bay should be in a pretty good spot heading into the weekend, especially if they can get a couple of those guys you just mentioned back uh, and ready to play. He's Mark Tauscher. Chris Orr with you. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. Mark Tauscher brought to you by our good friends at uh, Chalmers Jewelers. Helps keep Mark out of the doghouse. <laughs> yeah, they do. All right. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light.
You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt.